the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time, 6.01 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's see here. Two lines open, one 888 Two lines open if you want to join in on the conversation. Let's go to line number one and talk with Gloria in Canada. Gloria, are you there? <clears throat> Hi, Pastor Jesse. How are you? Um, not too bad after getting to hear your voice. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? Pardon me. What's going on out there in Canada that you want to share with us over in uh, down south? Crazy. Okay, elaborate. Crazy, crazy. crazy. Can't okay. have church. Um, rested uh, the pastor in Calgary. Um, yeah, this is, they've that. been after him and after him, and that precious man has been feeding for for over twenty five years the homeless, clothing the homeless, doing different things in Calgary and preaching the the gospel. Uh, he's originally from Poland, and they just arrested him the other day, took him away, dragging him. Um, that was in Calgary. Here in yeah, Winnipeg, no, I, I heard no about that. Can meet in Winnipeg here. No churches can meet. Right. Um, no, I heard about that. I am very much aware of what happened to the pastor in Calgary, and uh, and yeah, you know what can we say about uh, about the Canadian government? Other than that, they are uh, they're irrational. I mean, all the way up to to your president, to me. Utterly irrational and definitely tyrannical. Uh, is there any significant pushback against the government by the people? Are they in the streets marching? Are they protesting? Are they? Oh yes, yes, yes. Fears? We are. Uh, lots of people, uh, different areas of the of the of the, of our country are protesting and marching, but the police are there uh, to arrest. Uh, the health, uh, uh, health bureaucrats who are just ordinary people like you and I, they have no degrees, they're not doctors, they're not this, and it's just gone to their head. Um, yeah, no, but uh, there is uh, people starting to wake up, but most people uh, are still like sheep, uh, believe in everything, uh, that the media and uh, our leaders have to say, especially our uh, our communist uh, prime minister, plain and simple. Yeah. yeah, no, it's really true. You have painted a very good picture of what I've observed as I uh, peruse the uh, different uh, websites that are exposing these types of things. And, you know, what I would state, you know, very clearly, as I have adduced, why are our leaders irrational and um, illogical when it comes to these matters and completely 
unable to come to a public forum and discuss these things with with, with professionals who are willing to re- render a different position is I, I think it's a spiritual thing that's happening here, Gloria. I think that God well, is giving men yeah, to reprobation. And what it's going to require on the part of the citizenry is to continue to demand continue to demand freedom because what totalitarianism always wants people to do is simply comply. If you comply, they got you. They just keep pushing you into the corner, telling you to shut up, put your mask on, be quiet, just accept what we say and you'll be okay. And in reality, they're not going to be okay. And the only way that we can break out of this spell is to, uh, to invoke our rights of speech and our privileges of freedom. And I'm glad that citizens in Canada are doing it like it's happening for real all across our nation and around our world. But certainly here in America, many, many states have not bought into the BS that's coming down the pipe from Washington. And I hope at some point uh, the Canadians get it too and back off of people and let them exercise their divinely constitutional rights of freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of worship, et cetera, et cetera. God will intervene shortly. He certainly will. He always does. But he definitely mandates that his people actually uh, do exploits and stand up for what is right and what is good and not just simply lie down and take it. Uh, So how are you and your family doing? My family, we're we're doing fine uh, because we do we do a lot of research. Yeah, and we look into things. And I've I've been reading. Uh, I read a book and I gave it to my chiropractor and my massage therapist and different things. It's called Corona False Alarm Facts and Figures. Um, the guys from Thailand, and then I told them about other sites, and I I get the opportunity to tell different ones. Whenever I get anything from Amazon, I tell them to look up sites, and um, and I was visiting with different families here from India and sharing things with them, but now you can't uh, go to somebody else's place. Uh, for Mother's Day, I couldn't see my grandson or my children, any of my children, because you were only allowed a certain amount outside, and uh, it's 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 just so it's so so ridiculous. Um, I always make comments, and I say I bring up you, <laughs> and I say I have a pastor that I listen to every Sunday. Two pastors I listen to: Acast Singh from Reno, Nevada, who's doing the Book sure. of Revelation, has a service, sure. small church, a Bible sure. church, uh, sure. preaching along the same line as you. Not as deep, but great. Sure. Uh, and then there's and then you blessed to listen to you, try to pass it on to others. And here we can't even do nothing, but uh, most churches are totally in line with the government. Right. And that's where this is what happens. This is we have the history of Mao Zedong. We have the history of Stalin. We have the history of Hitler. We know the methodology. Uh, And this is where dumbing down our citizenry over the last 50 years helps as well. This has been masterful ideological subversion. Uh, People have been entertained to death. So uh, basically, they don't want to be made uncomfortable. So they simply comply. Um, 
And, and you know what I'm going to just encourage you to do, Gloria, is to continue doing what you're doing and, and always think in terms of, uh, you, you, if you're listening to my preaching, uh, of, of an open heaven. Uh, we may be bound in the flesh, but we're not bound in the spirit. We're free to think as broadly and as gloriously as the word of God uh, impresses upon us by his spirit uh, who we are in Christ and how that he's ruling over all this. And don't consider the small things that you do uh, uh, unfruitful or unproductive. They are very fruitful and they are very productive. Anytime we can help expand people's awareness of reality, um, we are doing uh, we are doing uh, a, a significantly important thing. So I want to encourage you to not be weary in well doing. You will certainly reap uh, if you faint not, and don't pay any attention to the mockers and scorners and the ridiculers. Don't do that. Keep your eyes fixed on Christ, and keep being compelled by His grace to tell the truth as it is in Jesus. Just keep doing that. Keep doing that. You'll be I wanted okay. to say share something though. Almost all of my family have all taken the shot. Yeah. In Alberta and uh, here in Winnipeg, my brother and this and that. And they're, they're uh, like my one sister said, are you crazy you haven't taken? I said, no, I have no intention. They're going to have to uh, tie me down or put a gun to me. Both my husband and my children feel the same, and we're concerned for... Uh, of course, we're concerned for our precious grandson. Sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, but I've tried to warn them, and I told them to look up things, and I told them to, but none of them listened. Because they don't want to have to be responsible. They don't want to have to be responsible. They just want to comply because they figure freedom will come from just simply complying to the government. That's what they're expecting. They're expecting you to be wrong. And they're expecting the government to not be lying to them, although there's no historical precedent for that kind of expectation. So what you want to do for them, Gloria, is pray that no significant harm come to them for what I they do. I pray for them all and, and even people here. And there's a precious girl that's my daughter's best friend who's pregnant. And her husband plans on getting the shots. Sure. She's, she's six months pregnant. Sure. And I'm so um, concerned. Yeah, you can be concerned. This is what the saints do. We weep and mourn and we put on sackcloth and ashes when when these kind of things happen. I, you know, I, I would hope that what's going on, I've got to let you go here in a moment. I would hope this is my kind of secret prayer about these vaccines, that they are not as potent as the uh, claims are, and therefore not as harmful as the potential of them can be in terms of their long-term effects. Unfortunately, we do have a very clear category of, uh, of testimonies of the impact of it if people wanted to do the research. I'm hoping that there are not any real long-term uh, effects. I, I'm hoping against the evidence. I'm hoping against the uh, evaluation of, of uh, many, many, many doctors and virologists I'm hoping against it, but I'm just hoping. I'm hoping that one day when this all clears up, um, that there are no significant side effects or long-term autoimmune deficiencies that people don't end up having such poor health 
across this world because they all got the jab. I'm hoping that that's the case. Look, I got to let you go. Thanks for the call. Praying for you. Keep keep us in prayer here in uh, in California as well uh, and keep up the good work. Let me go to line number uh, number one, line number three, and talk with Mark in San Jose before I take a break. Mark, are you there? Sure, I am. Um, What's I'd up? like to talk about uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates breakup and uh, also the uh, American Psychiatric Association. A couple interesting stories. And before I do, I, yesterday I went to uh, Sun Valley to try and talk with John MacArthur about uh you know, Spurgeon in lectures to my students mentioned that although the uh, most important thing for a minister is to pray and study the Word and teach it to his people, he said he should know what's going on in the world. And although everyone that I talked to, and I spoke with many, uh, did not take the vaccine and were not going to take the vaccine, the lady, uh, Patricia, that was kind enough to let me park my car in the driveway yesterday said she did take the Moderna, and she was listening to John preach right when I knocked on her door. In March, she took the Moderna, and I said, look, you just took a gene therapy that wasn't a vaccine. It says it right on it. It's not a vaccine, and you're going to be dead shortly. And so it's so important that I'm going to try again to talk with John about uh, the 70 weeks of Daniel and also what Spurgeon said, because he has not from the publicly said from the pulpit, as he ought to, to not take the vaccine and give him reasons why. Uh, there's several doctors, uh, what's her name, Jane Ruby, interviewed Dr. Uh, uh, David Martin. Powerful interview, powerful interview uh, about three days ago on InfoWars. And then, of course, we have the Pfizer guy who worked for them 33 years retiring and saying it's going to kill you. The Pfizer vaccine is going to kill you. And uh, he did not, hey Mark. He yeah. did not say that. I heard you, him. You're, ed- you're editing his story. Stop. You, you're editing his story. So you, you can't do that. You've been irresponsible. So John is already doing the, uh, Mr. McCarthy is doing all the evaluation. He's doing exactly what I'm doing. He's simply telling people that you need to be informed. I'm not telling anybody not to take it. I'm saying you need to be informed because you're under consequences if you don't. But what you can't do is edit, editorialize what people say and then turn around and say you're going to die from it. You don't have you don't have verifiable, verifiable facts of that. You only have the, the data that's in concerning bears, if any of us do. And and maybe the the theories that are coming from many of the virologists and and, uh, and doctors who are concerned about the long term impact of that. But you can't make these categorical statements. I wouldn't listen to you if you if you said that you can't be irrational like that in any event. I got to take a hard break now because, you, you know, I had to pull you up right two minutes before the break. At some point, we can talk about Mr. Spurgeon. He had some ideas on it. But, you know, our man, Jonathan Edwards, he took the vaccine back, uh, uh, I'm thinking, 14th, 15, 16th century. Uh, I think it was for smallpox and he died. He, he died. Uh, it was a sad, tragic story. But he took it and he died and he was trying to teach his students that it was OK to just listen to what the government says. And uh, it was a sad story. So we need to we need to just be informed. We really do. Thank you for the call. Got to take a break. Three lines open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Three lines open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Love to hear from you. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. Time is 621 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's go to line number 
two and talk with Sean and Redland. Sean, oh, did he? Okay, let's go to line four and talk with Jermaine in Alameda. By the way, there are three lines open, one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. If you want to join the conversation on this Monday edition of Lifeline, uh, line number four, Jermaine and Alameda. Jermaine, are you there? Oh yes, I am. Hey man, are you in the Bay Area? Or are you are you out of town? Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm back permanently. Just uh, by the okay. grace of God, so I'm, I'm I'm back. Good, good. Are we are we gainfully employed? Are we looking? I'm uh, employed at the moment, but, you know, I, I just learned to lean on the Lord. It's been quite an adventure this past year. But, uh, right. again, you know, I'm thankful for that adventure because it led my mother to start attending Grace. So, you know, I praise the Lord for that. Amen. That's really, really good. So what's your thoughts, man? Well, uh, you know, I was just curious. Uh, I, I checked out some of the information you have been dropping to us. Uh, I watched the testimony of Dr. Peter McCullough at the Texas Yeah, Academy. man. Yeah, that was great. And I also, there's a doctor, Christian doctor, and he's on YouTube. It's called uh, Biblical Perspectives for Life. And he's one of the few doctors I've seen have the courage to read his Bible. And he mentioned not getting tested or not necessarily taking the vaccine, but getting tested for the antibodies and why more people weren't mentioning that, you know, as far as uh, alternate therapies or, or whatnot. But I was just kind of wondering I went to go enter a contest as a weight loss challenge and, you know, it was going to be some prize money and whatnot. And they had all this 3D technology. I thought it'd be kind of fun. And I was asked, hey, did you take your vaccine while they're taking measurements? And I said, well, no. And before I could finish, they, they like, the lady ran and got gloves and she didn't want to touch me. Right. And I was kind of, you know, I was trying to be respectful because it was a very scientific place and they should know better that, the fact that I've been in the room for 30 minutes already, you know, you would have been exposed. Exactly. But the problem, well, the, the issue I had is it seems like that reaction and the reaction of a lot of these churches who have kind of shut down for fear of the vaccine, I was wondering if what they're doing is actually sin. And I asked that because I'm not quite sure, but it's just when you encourage people not to show up and some of these same people are caught doing everything but going to church is it something that could be a sin or is that relative to whatever position you take on the threat of the virus? I was just curious because it disturbed me yeah. how many churches just fell right in line with the government. Listen, Jermaine, you, we've talked about this before. At least I have. Uh, at minimal is hypocrisy. At minimal is hypocrisy. People are selective about when they want to be fearful about COVID. They're selective when they want to wear their masks. They're selective when they want to social distance. They're selective. And of course, uh, th this is all a test of people's faith, how rooted and grounded they are in God, along with having a valid understanding of the science of, of, uh, of you know, of the viable possibility of, of being contaminated, what what it takes to have such a load that you actually get infected by the virus and many different things like that. But people are operating out of selective fear, selective faith uh, options, depending on who they're with, when they're with them, where they're with them. It's not at all uh, something that they can justify on a rational or a scientific level. And I could care less personally, other than the fact that it's hypocritical that they would assert these kind of rigid, rigid, uh, 
parameters of distance and, and, and staying outside of the church doors and yet being bound in communities that are, uh, are just as viable of people having COVID as anybody else. It's hypocrisy. But they have to answer for that. Um, in, in those institutions like this particular facility that you're talking about, um, I, I'm, I'm not surprised that they don't have a better handle on logic when it comes to exposure and how to deal with it. They should know, but I don't expect them to know that just because you get the vaccine, it does not make you immune from getting the virus. The evidence is already in in different countries. How many people have already gotten these so-called vaccines and still got COVID? And many of them still died, particularly the older people. So we already know the facts about the uh, the fact that this is not an absolute shield for you who get it or a shield for those who are around you who have already gotten it. And so they don't really know what to do with the reality that all these uh, these so-called uh, vaccines, which, again, if we deal with it more technically, and this is not so much the case with Johnson & Johnson, but particularly with uh, Moderna and, and uh, Pfizer, it's definitely a gene therapy. All it is is a, a kind of prophylactic. All it is is just boosting uh, the immunity, uh, you know, via the uh, messenger RNA to, to make you handle the COVID better if you should get it. But it's not going to stop you from getting it. It's not going to stop you from giving it out. They, they already know that. They've said that before. But you're not going to get that in the major media. In fact, what the major media is going to make people feel like is as soon as you get your shot, boy, you're free to roam and act and do. But they're still going to tell you you need to comply with a mask. You need to wash your hands. You need to social distance as if you didn't take the vaccine at all. So those kind of double standards and those kind of paradoxical uh, instructions makes it clear to many of us that they're not dealing really strictly with the science. They're dealing with propaganda because of a social control uh, agenda that they want to implement. So don't feel, and what they want you and me and others who will not take the vaccine to do is feel like we are some kind of pariahs. We're some kind of lepers. We need to be isolated and separated from the community. But again, this is your Marxist, socialist, Maoist, Hitler, Stalin mode of behavior back in the day when they were doing a whole lot of uh, uh, medical cleansing as well and assigning some people to contamination and other people to being clean. This is this is a soft tyranny that's going on again in our own country. Um, but you know better. You, you certainly know better. Right. And it, it reminds me very much of uh, I heard you mention the Jehovah's Witnesses during yesterday's sermon. You know, where they're genuinely, there's some people who want to do the right thing, but I believe they've been so deceived that they're ignoring anything that looks like counter information, even if it is the truth. Really, and I get that. You know, they they ran for a long time on fear of contamination with blood, blood uh, plasma, and things like that. Which I mean, they they have a right to to be concerned about it because we already know there's a ton of evidence in of of contaminated blood harming a lot of people, and that information is not out as well. But to turn it into a dogma in the church was not wise to do or good to do. You can go into extremes. And um, because we're being critical and analytical and uh, and we are um, exposing the fallacies at the foundation of many of these things, uh, it does not make us extremists and it does not make us 
irrational. Um, that's that's just a fallacy of the argument. If people were to come, if we could get some of these people to the table, like you're like you 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 got a chance to hear Dr. Peter McCullough. That man lays out a magnificent argument for what's going on and solid remedies for it as well. I wish more people could uh, hear uh, him and many other doctors who have treated their patients and have successfully uh, weathered the storm of of COVID-19 by uh, early treatment methodologies that are just wonderful and and, and right to do, as opposed to letting those people get sick and sit up and wait for a vaccine to uh, to deliver them. They were being real doctors who who fought against no harm and they are doing the right thing. It just bumps up against the larger agenda of the government. So um, I'm glad that they are out there fighting for the light of option and truth and clarity and, and debate and freedom um, as we are trying to do too. Any other thing that you wanna bring to the table before I let you go? Um, no, just uh, you know, just thank you again for giving us a format to express ourselves and to hear something that, that's uh, an alternative to the, the usual dogma we get out there in the mainstream media. So just thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for the call. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will take up uh, your calls on uh, all the lines. It looks like they're all open. I'm not sure. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Remember, first freedom. Freedom first. Don't be controlled by anything but God. Uh, And then responsibility. Uh, Prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. You stand on what you know to believe is the truth. Don't listen to anybody else. That's where real freedom comes in at. And then uh, if if you be otherwise thus minded, God will show you. We don't we don't have to worry about being afraid to make a mistake. But what we do need to make sure is that we don't become slaves of a narrative that actually is Uh, an agenda against God and against his word. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Love to hear from you. 1-888-367-5329. 1-888-367-5329. We will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 6.34 on this Monday edition of Lifeline. I've got about 20 minutes to go. Got a few lines open, one 367 A few lines open, one 367 If you want to join the conversation, let's talk, go to line number four and talk with Idris and Hayward. Idris, are you there? Hey, hey how's it going, Pastor? How you doing, man? Oh, man, so I'm just going, you, 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 every time you brought up a new topic, my mind went, so I'm just going to run through them and let you elaborate on them, so... If sure. they're going to bring in Jenna, they might as well keep Gavin. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, as far as mental health, um, you know, I'm glad that you put that the over-spirituality thing is real because I've seen that where people are literally need help and they just throw all that they possess. And that might be the case. But when you look at how many different variables can affect the mind, whether it's food Absolutely. or uh, I mean, Absolutely. drugs, I mean, there's so many different things. Um, and, and, and the devil is the author of confusion. So he wants people yep. to think it's this, think it's that. As long as it's bringing fear, chaos, and worry, he's, he's winning. So, um, and what well, I actually want to pose a question to you, because, you know, I watch Netflix, and I can't, it's funny how you see the Michael Moores, and you see the documentaries that come out and tell you just how corrupt and what happened behind closed doors. And here's the thing, people will watch it and say, wow, 
but then they don't apply it to what's going on right now. What makes you think that this stuff happened in the 80s and 90s, the early 2000s, and all of a sudden they just stopped those type of uh, <laughs> those type of eyes wide shut? So it, it, I just want to know, it's almost like the devil is cocky, like you'll deliberately put the truth in your face, but people are so sleep that they won't even apply it to what's going on right now. Like, no, that's what they did in the, that was conspiracy, conspiracy. No, it's right in front of your face. So, uh, Love this, love this show. Just want to get your thoughts on that. God bless you, sir. Yeah, you, yeah, appreciate it. We can just start with uh, Michael and uh, him being a left leftist. I'm trying to remember his last name, but you know it. Him being a leftist and what he did many, many years ago was expose the right. He did it during the time of uh, of George Bush, uh, George W. Bush, George Walker Bush. Uh, he exposed them very much for their corrupt cronyism on a bunch of levels. But he's also right. Idris being much Michael Michael what Michael Moore. what Idris Michael Moore right so he he's he, he and here's a, a very good point I want to make <clears throat> when you are operating out of a more humanistic standpoint a humanistic principle Michael Moore is shifting because what Michael Moore is realizing now is what I have argued about for decades getting caught up in the dialectic of a left-right narrative where the liberals are good and the conservatives are bad or the Democrats are good and the conservatives are bad or vice versa. That plantation mentality will blind you from the larger truth. What Michael is starting to see now, what Michael Moore is starting to see, and he's blowing the whistle. He's one of the whistleblowers of today and I commend all whistleblowers. I commend all of them because right, when you blow right. when you blow the whistle, you are no longer saying I'm on your team and I'm against that group. What you're doing as a whistleblower is you're basically saying there's corruption in the whole system, and that corruption doesn't just wear a blue coat or just a red coat. And when you do that, you are actually helping people understand how to get off the plantation of the dialectical narrative. And that's what Michael Moore is doing. Now, getting to your point of how people can hear true or information that will lead to true and not do anything with it, is fundamentally normalcy bias. We've talked about this before. Deep down inside, they don't want to be responsible for following the trajectory of that argument. Because if they do, they may have to change their opinion, change their views. And what what our media knows today is people are trapped in Aldous Huxley's uh, Brave New World of being comfortable. People don't want to be made uncomfortable. So they want a narrative that allows them to continue doing exactly what they're doing. And so it's a cognitive disconnect. They may hear the information that will warn them that uh, that the government as a whole is betraying you. He, Michael Moore is talking right now about global warming, as you know, because global warming is a global agenda that is not at all identified with the left or the right. The left or the right on the ground here in America, they're going to war at each other because they, they want the citizenry to, to vote for them or support them. But they're both going to buy into this next big agenda that's coming. The next big agenda, as you and I know, is uh, is going to be global warming. That's going to be the next big doctrinal religion. Religious 
imposition placed upon uh, Americans, uh, of which is going to, you know, tap into our tax dollars and bring another level of control factors on our life, take away our freedoms, take away our rights, take away our control. That's coming down the line. They've already stated that. Like you stated, Idris, many of us have already seen these arguments prepared, planned and processed, ready to go. We see it coming. We already see it coming. You're going to have to be... uh, you got to be more objective in this regard. You know, you can only wake up so many people. The rest of the right. people are going to remain asleep because that's just the nature of things. Biblically, it was that way. I mean, Jesus came unto his own. His own received him not. Guess what they called him? A heretic, a wine bibber, a glutton, a child of fornication, a demon, a devil. They called him all the names under the book. Why? Because they wanted to nullify his message because they didn't want to have to be responsible for him telling them something that would lead them out of their comfort zone. That's what we are today. There's no different between then and now, none whatsoever. And so um, you're, you're becoming much more keenly aware of these things. It's going to be a one-on-one thing, uh, Idris. You're going to be able to reach some people who are prepared to actually, you know, uh, take the red pill and open their eyes, metaphorically speaking, and then have to engage in the warfare uh, to stabilize their soul and get rooted and grounded in the truth and then have to swim upstream and, and, and either hold their peace because they don't want to offend family members or be willing to tell people, I don't believe that position. I hold these views and you're free. You can hold your view. I'm free. I'm going to hold my view. If you want to debate it or discuss it, we can. We can be civil about it, reasonable about it. But if you don't want to hear me, fine. As long as we're operating out of freedom, don't tell me I can't hold my view and say my position. And yet you're going to say your position and not be willing for me to critique it, deconstruct it uh, and challenge it. This is what I'm arguing for, that we maintain the freedom to hear the whole argument. That way people can make advised choices. And to do that, you have to continue to be objective, study, analyze, hear it all, and then build your own, you know, your own thesis and begin to argue it. Because, you know, it, it, don't, it, it doesn't matter if truth gets lost by council culture and fear and capitulation to one narrative. Uh, and we can't let that happen. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pastor. I appreciate the right. encouragement. Yep. Bless you. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. And don't be discouraged either. I'm going to say this before I go to break. I'm not discouraged in the least bit, not discouraged, sad for certain realities, but not discouraged. God is on the throne. Christ rules the universe. All four horsemen, all four horsemen are working. The white horse of the gospel is going forth. God's people are being saved, sanctified, set apart, strengthened, uh, and doing exploits. The red horse is going forth. There's wars and rumors of wars, and 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 then the black horse of famine and pestilence, all that's going on, and then people are dying. Uh, that's going to occur. This is a cyclical, simultaneous uh, dynamic of, of human nature. Jesus is in control of all of that. Our job is to continue to occupy, preach the gospel, walk in the joy of the Lord, uh, be confident in the truth as it is in Christ. Try to be informed about these social issues, man. And if we can nudge a person here, nudge a person there. Cool. That's the best we can do because that's what somebody did for us. Thanks for the call. Got to take another heartbreak. Again, the lines are open. one 367 one We will be right back. 
And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. The time is 649 on the Monday edition of Life Run Time Flies. When you're having fun, we're almost done. You might want to try to squeeze in a call, one 367 Let's go to line number one and talk with Chuck in San Francisco. Chuck, are you there? Yes, Pastor. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Matt? I get you. I, I, I'm, I'm good, too. I'm blessed. And uh, thanks to you, I'm not discouraged. Too, uh, I shouldn't say thanks to you. Thanks to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but Amen. You, Amen. Help, you help. Yes. Uh, I wanted to thank you, you know, uh, for for being uh, somebody who's courageous and tells the truth. That's pretty much what I called for. Well, I appreciate that, uh, Chuck. Um uh, it's a calling, and and I'm glad to I'm glad to be able to do it. I'm glad to actually uh, be gifted with the personality that God gave me to cross the line and and to actually uh, challenge assumptions. I've been doing this all my all my ministry life, and and I know it serves the people of God to not have pastors or you know even radio talk show hosts that are just towing the line. Uh, one of the fearful things that's happening that that the church is marveling at uh, abroad is how few uh, pastors are actually uh, willing to engage their congregation on these matters, but are just walking in lockstep with uh, with the narrative of our, our culture. I don't think that that's healthy. I don't I don't see that as being an indicator of any kind of independence, autonomy, freedom. Uh, and and liberty. And if if we are constitutionally free, according to um, our rights, uh, then we we should be we should be free to express our opinions. And and that's what I'm going to do as long as God gives me health and strength. Uh, like I had stated earlier, you know, I, I want people to be that way because you can't be happy if you aren't able to actually express yourself in light of what you believe to be true. And that's all that really uh, you can do is express what you believe to be true and be open for um, for correction. If, if people will bring it right and bring it sufficiently, we can all be corrected. Love to be corrected on these matters. If I'm wrong, love to. That's why I'm in the uh, public forum. That's why we're on the radio and that's why we're online. Uh, if pastors or other doctors out there really want to uh, challenge some of my my uh, arguments or presuppositions, they're free to do it. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. But what we're not going to do is shut down freedom of speech. Uh, America pay way too much of a price, Chuck, for us not to be free to talk. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to encourage people uh, and to and to and to be uh, an edifying voice in that regard. And, and, and it's been a while Let's hearing from you. What have you been up to, man? Uh, well, uh, I, I'm going through radiation and chemo right now. For a, uh, ah, you yeah. okay? Uh, you going to be okay? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I am. I'm claiming, I'm believing that I'm healed, you know, that he's healing me, he's healed me, you know? Amen, and, and, amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And you got family on your side? You got family with you, Chuck? Well, not here, not here in the Bay Area, but, uh, I, but I got my church family, and uh, that's what that, I mean. You know, yeah. I, got a, I got a good support group. Amen. And, uh, Amen. Yes. That's thanks for asking. That's the most. That's the most important thing, brother. Look, uh, and we're praying for you now that you stated it. So you know, we pray every Tuesday night at our church for all of the people of God all over the world, and you will be on our prayer list for absolute recovery and strengthening of your soul because we need it when we are going through these kind of medical battles. Thank you for calling. Hallelujah. And letting us know that we're praying you through, bro. Praying you through, okay? 
All right, man. Thank you. I wish I'd love God to come and visit you. you sometime. Visit your church sometime, Any, but I don't know if I. But anytime. Yeah, yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Anytime. God may God make that happen too. Bless you, brother. Amen. Bless you. All right. All right. Yeah. The people. The people of God are always going through stuff. There. You know. You know. We 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 don't have to pretend that we are not. Uh, no, it's for His glory. Yeah, for his glory. Thank you. I mean, we're we're in our storms. We're in our trials. We all have them. I, I shared this yesterday in a, a sermon that, you know, I'm in a situation where I get to marry people and then I have to also bury people and I get a chance to see uh, and hear about the conception of, of brand new human beings created in the Imago Day in the womb. And then at the same time, I have to hear about the surprising and abrupt departure of men and women out of this world. This is what Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter three. There's a time and a season and a purpose for everything under the heavens. There's a time to embrace, time to refrain from embracing, time to love, time to hate, time of war, time of peace, time of love. Many things of that nature are part of the uh, integrating factors, multivariable factors that constitute our life. And uh, we have to manage all of it together. And uh, by the way, that's why you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to come out on Saturday if you're not doing anything to be part of our mental health forum this Saturday. It should be up online. Maybe uh, you, it'll be up there on our website. But you can just remember Saturday morning, make your way out to Grace Bible Church in Hayward at 11 o'clock. We're going to be talking right. through the uh, mental illness uh, challenges that afflict our family, afflict our kids. Uh, and can afflict us too. And we might not know when uh, depression is leading to something more um, something physiological yeah. or, or problematic. Uh, but yeah. but uh, yeah, so thank you for the call, Chuck. I'll talk to you later, bro. All right, God bless. Yeah, and so um, definitely want you to come out. It's something on my heart. I wanted, I'm, I'm glad that we're dealing with it. Over the years, you guys know, <clears throat> we, we deal with a lot of things in our church. We deal with marriage. We deal with singles. We deal with issues. We deal with health. Um, we deal with men. We deal with women because, you know, we are all operating in these categories and sometimes multiple categories at the same time. That's the complexity of being a human being. But I certainly do uh, look forward to our, our conversation this Saturday. I'm looking forward to what people have to say. I'm looking forward to um, our advisors who work in that field, sharing the data and information. I'm looking forward to us having a better handle on uh, a biblical worldview in relationship to it so that we can both be undergirded by theology as well as healthy science, healthy science, uh, and therefore try to integrate both in a way that doesn't compromise the gospel, doesn't set you up for worshiping the medical industry, worshiping psychology, which has been a, a crutch for many Christians as well. Uh, psychology is a, is, a, is a science, and they would admit as well that many of the fundamentals that they deal with are rooted in hypotheticals that don't always work out, and they need to be humble about it, too. That's, we know historically psychology uh, is, has been absolutely off the charts on so many levels, particular, particularly secular psychiatry uh, and psychology, which has basically opened the door for the transformation of our culture as we have it today, rewriting and scrubbing out 
the uh, positions that they have held for decades and decades and decades to have bought into this postmodern framework of mythology and in so doing uh, really challenge and uproot the, uh, the, uh, the real identity of human beings, i.e. male and female, uh, and they have played a major role in blinding the mind and changing the data, reformulating the language so as to set people up for what the Bible calls this strong delusion of believing a lie, worshiping the creature and not the creator. Uh, and, and we've been warning about this in the church and outside of the church for decades upon decades upon decades, and we are seeing some of the impact of it in our world. So I definitely want to encourage you to come out or watch it online uh, and then give us some feedback at grace-bible.com about our conversation that we're going to have. Uh, I think going forward, we will need the shield of faith and uh, and sound knowledge around these things to help our kids because they're coming into Aldous Huxley's Brave New World uh, and Orson Welles' uh, 1984. All of that language is is uh, is it has has been prophetically uh, foresighted, and uh, elements of it are are truly here today. Um, in any event, yes, our God is on the throne, and we're going to make it as long as we're rooted and grounded in Him. Keep on loving him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then our neighbor as ourselves. So, Lord willing, we'll see you next Monday. Until then, keep your eyes on the master. It's glorious. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.